Hello and welcome to another look, a podcast about anything and everything that we feel deserves another look. Love it, hate it, or something in between? We're talking Captain Marvel today. I am your host and resident DC lobbyist, Jeremy McKinley. And I am your co-host today and resident Marvel <laughs> lobbyist, uh, Brian Powers. Good to have you back, Brian. It's been Good a while. Good to be back. Up there. Keeping nature safe and stuff. Doing or? my best. Well, Doing my best. God man. bless you, sir. The Aquaman of the forest. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Well, we're going to just uh, hop into this. Uh, we're going to talk non-spoiler stuff right now and then spoiler stuff after we give our rating for those who either have seen this movie or don't care. So let's hop into it. Uh, Brian, we're going to talk about characters. Okay. So they made Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers a very powerful character. Very powerful. And you know what? I think they put so much power in her body that there's no space for her personality. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. Because there's a point where before she gets her powers, there's an explosion that gives her her powers. And she had something of a personality before that explosion. Like, when she's, like, bantering with her friend, further, harder, faster, baby, or something like that. And she was, like, smiling. Further, further, faster, or something like that. Yeah, she's, like, smiling. And I was like, Bree, careful, you're showing a personality. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, man. uh, If there's one thing that, whether people like this movie or not, we could all agree that the main character is not not that strong. Yeah, and I don't know if that's... I, in my belief, I don't think that's Brie Larson's fault. Uh, to me, that's writing. Um, I would say it's directing, too. And directing. directing. We're going to talk a lot about <laughs> that. Uh, th- that's going to be a theme of today, is mm. directing and writing. At the end of the movie, uh, I was still asking myself, who is Carol Danvers? And that isn't a thing you should be asking at the end of a movie. <laughs> at the end of the movie, right? <laughs> that should be something you're asking at the beginning of who the is movie. This, who is this mysterious woman? Yeah. And, and at the end, you're like, who is this mysterious exactly, woman? Exactly. Like, who? I, I still didn't get a lot from the character. And, um, yeah, I don't think that was Brie Larson whatsoever. Well, but, no, I mean, she's an Oscar-winning actress. I've seen, yeah. I, I've seen her be good. I, I mean, you've seen Room, right? Yeah, yeah. She's phenomenal. In yeah, she's great. And I love her in Scott Pilgrim. So I first saw her in Ju- 21 Jump Street. Where was she, who was she in 21 uh, Jump Street? She was, like, the girlfriend or something like that of, uh, uh, what's his name? Jonah Hill. Really? The yeah. theater chick? I think so, yeah. Okay, because I I don't because I love that movie. I just yeah. I I also haven't seen it in a long time, but that's the first time I saw her was in that the, movie. The first time I saw her was uh, Scott Pilgrim, where she was where she was one of his yeah actors, the one that, was that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought she was great in that, and then I saw her later in Room, and I was like, wow, she's all right. Oh yeah, she's she's got the chops, and so. When they casted her, like they casted her back in 2016, I believe. That sounds about right. I want to say like Comic Con or something yeah, like that. Like, they like brought her out. It out. Yeah. And from what I heard, they actually filmed her Captain Marvel stuff in Endgame before filming That's, this movie. Yeah. Which is weird, right? That is kind of weird. I mean, it's similar to what happened with Black Panther. Yeah. Except Black Panther wasn't an origin story though either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like he's already Black Panther when the movie starts, and you know what I mean? He true, already has true. the suit and doing his stuff. This is like the origin story, but they're doing the origin story, and yeah, it's all backwards. But yeah, the character—it's—it's um, it's weird because when I'm because when I'm watching her, and the whole thing is about her figuring out her past, right? She has her, she has no memory. We're like a Jason Bourne type thing, right? Exactly. The only thing that bothers me is not simply that we don't know who she is by the end, but she doesn't seem that interested in figuring out her past. 
and when she does she doesn't seem to really be emotionally like grabbed by things that bring back her memories like you know like, there's a point where she like goes to a bar and sees like kind of flashbacks and she just kind of sees it and goes oh. yeah and it's like that's a cool effect it's a cool effect but it was just the effect, the effect. and no reaction, no reaction to one set effect. Our, our problem is she doesn't react to things very humanly. True. When memories come back, they should trigger emotions of some kind, right? Mm -hmm. And the problem is, although she gets her memories back, we don't feel like anything's really triggered. I've seen this movie twice because my dad wanted to go see it last night, so I watched it again. You and uh, you know, I, I, I try. And I don't, I don't think I quite dislike this movie as much as you may, but we're going to get in. But in it, I'm trying to think, all right, when does she get her memories back? When does she get her memories back? There's no, like, trigger, triggering event. Be like, oh, okay, that's when she gets her memories back. It's just like she calls the kid Lieutenant Trouble again. Yeah. And it's like, okay, she has her memory back? I guess. Okay. I think. I think. I feel like this should be a bigger deal than what they're making it it's funny so i'm gonna handicap myself uh, mm -hmm. for this review i'm not i, I won't compare this to dc at all in okay fact, in fact i will only use other marvel marvel things okay okay although this one isn't marvel mcu proper this is uh the x-men okay if you recall uh the chick i forgot what her name was rose Byrne played her but uh in x -Men uh, first, and mctaggart mctaggart uh, remember when xavier raises her mind in first class mm -hmm. and then gives her memories back in apocalypse and when he does like she's like crying and stuff because like because like she remembers everything because remember when he goes to see her again yeah. she doesn't remember who she is yeah yeah and he gives her her memories back and it's like this really touching moment where like she feels everything that yeah, she felt back there's then. a there's a reaction there's, there's a reaction. emotion there's, there's a moment she's like crying and stuff because like oh wait i felt all those feelings rushing in at once and you're like oh wow that was a very powerful moment and this movie has everything it needs to have that it just i don't know what the directors were doing in terms of not getting not telling brie this is where you react because obviously she can react when i mean she can act her ass off when she wants to i feel like maybe even she was like the directors kept holding her back yeah and i felt that throughout the the movie was like oh this is where brie should break out oh she's not oh this is where right? this should be a good moment Oh, yeah. there's not. Yeah. And I can just feel like she wants to she go wants out to. and act her ass off because she's good at it. Yeah. But, like, I just kept seeing her be just held back by whether it's the dialogue, the direction, the writing, all of that just doesn't allow her to do her thing yeah, as it, much as you've seen her in movies like The Room, Scott, um, Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim and all of that. Or even Short Term 12, also a good movie with her. I, you know what? I've been hearing a lot about that movie, and that's just one of those I miss. I'm going to have to go back to that movie. Check it out. It's excellent. Yeah. So let's hop on to some characters with personality at the very least. Yes. Uh, Sam Jackson's in this. And here's the thing about Sam Jackson. Whether... He's given good dialogue or bad dialogue. Sam can't really truly be bad at something. You're going to like him because he's Sam Jackson. Yeah. But I will say he's a bit too jokey for me in this. In I, this I figured you were <laughs> going to say that. For me, his jokes were really the only ones that hit with any... Well, he can always sell comedy. Yeah, sure. yeah, so, like, yeah. And, and the thing is, I'm not saying... Like, when he was saying things, I was... The jokes were fine, but they just felt like they were out of contextly funny, not like character building. You know, true. Forget what I true. Like it was yeah. like, oh, like again, like, like, again when he's dropping like, oh, I've been to this, this, this. I like, I like it because I can use the bees and stuff. Like yeah. again, he delivers it flawlessly because he's Sam Jackson. The thing is, is like when you compare it to later Sam Jackson, we're like, we already know Nick Fury, right? And we've already seen him have that, you know, amazing scenes in Avengers. We have that great car chase in Winter Soldier, so we know that he's a badass. Yeah. And when you get to see young Nick Fury, I don't feel like he's given any moment in this movie to 
be a young badass of, uh, of any kind. Like, he's there. True. And he does things at times, but they don't really give him a moment to shine in this movie, if, in my opinion, anyway. Okay. I gave you that. I think his chemistry with Brie Larson was really, really well. Like, the, the buddy cop she needed him. Like, aspects like, of <laughs> this is the part of the movie that worked the most for me. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in, when they're in the car and they're just playing off of each other in uh, Pegasus and all that. Yeah. That's the part of this movie that works the best for me. It's because the part, it's the part that has energy and yeah. energy and chemistry at the very least. Exactly. So, and I and I do agree with that. When that's happening, I'm not looking at my watch. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. this is all right. You know, when they're talking, they're like backstories and stuff. And they're telling me something that only a scroll would know or something. That was funny. Although I do want to point out something real quick. Yeah. So you know the scene where she says, prove to me you're not a scroll, right? Yeah. And he does like a photon blast. And then they just kind of go on with the scene. And then the scene ends. Have you seen the trailer for this movie? Yeah. They cut out a line that he says that was I thought was really good. So when she shoots the photon blast, and then he goes, so? And then she says, a skull can't do that. And he's like, and I'm supposed to take your word for it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that scene wasn't, and that yeah, line it wasn't, wasn't in, the movie, in there. Even yeah. though that's a good and smart line, right? Yeah. Like, but they just cut that line out, and I feel like that good, that was good, a good that's line. a good yeah, line. Yeah. And that at least makes him feel smarter, but they just kind of kind of cut it out, I guess. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. It's, it's a good line. And I don't know if it takes away from the story, I guess, but just a little... little I wouldn't even even say nitpick, because I'm like, it was written, and it was filmed, and it was even shown. It's just, it was weird that they didn't have it in the film. Yeah, and I'm sure they took it out for reasons, but... So what what other characters uh, do you want to address, if you got any any other? Um... Well, well, we'll try not to go into spoilers on this one too much, Okay. but Ben Mendelsohn uh, playing uh, Talos. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of Ben Mendelsohn. He plays a really good bad guy. He was, and especially the last few years, he's been playing a lot of bad guys. He was probably the only thing I liked about Rogue One. Yeah. Because he was like, the, he was the first Star Wars villain that was like, just petty. Yeah. But, but I like that. Straight up petty. Like, but like, because his whole thing was like, this is my Death Star plan. Y'all can't take this shit from me. Yeah. <laughs> I get the credit. <laughs> yeah. He wanted the, he wanted the glory, you know. And, and that felt like a human being. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can, I can relate to this guy. I mean, he, he's, he's an asshole, but I can, I can relate to someone wanting to chase. Yeah, he's my kind of asshole. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> asshole with personality. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so yeah, no, he was, he was great here. There is kind of a, a turn in the movie with his character, mm-hmm. which I guess some people were kind of surprised by. I wasn't uh, as much. I've I've heard it compared to the Mandarin and Iron yeah. Man three because everyone knows the bad guys are the, yeah. are the are the scrolls in this, yeah. but they do something with them that is not akin to how they are in the comics. Yes, won't say what it is, and I'm gonna say I didn't like it, but not because they of of the actual twist itself, but just more of. The allegory. It was a bit too ham-fisted. I got a concussion with some of the allegories they were beating me over the True. head. True. You're talking about like the refugee. The refugee yeah. stuff. And I'm like, can I just watch a good superhero movie? Why do we got to make this about c- current politics and stuff? I, yeah. can't, I came here to escape this right now. True. But <laughs> and, I mean, and, some of the best movies are allegory. And, and that would be fine if it was done better. But it's true. Get Out does the allegory for appropriation. Great. Really and I, I have a no problem that. with that. True. But again, Execution is all Execution, I'm saying. Execution, yeah, for sure. 
But I did like Ben Mendelsohn in there. He was for, good for, for what he was doing. He yeah, was, and, I was he was having fun. Yeah, and it was yeah, and he like they let him use his Australian accent for no apparent reason, but that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah, he was having fun, a different type of character uh, than I've seen him in the past, and he kind of got to do his thing with it. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he was one of the, the better parts of this movie. Yeah, I do agree. I can talk about the characters I didn't like. Oh, well, please. Um, Ronan the Accuser. Oh, didn't his makeup look really bad? Oh, God, it looked terrible. Like I was, I looked at it, I was like, does he look thinner? Is there less armor on him? I mean, What's I know he doesn't him? have the black or whatever, but... I mean, I guess, it, I guess it's him like 20 years prior. True. It just didn't look right. No, not at all. And, it, and I think he got like fourth billing on the poster or whatever, really? and he was... Barely in the movie. Well, I'm going to talk about getting built on the poster, but barely in it. Clark Gregg. Oh, I was heading there next. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ronan the Accuser, it felt like one of those, and and we'll throw Clark Gregg in there as well. And Jaimon Hansu. Yeah, and Jaimon Hansu. <laughs> All of them were like, okay, connective tissue to the bigger MCU, and then, yeah, that's it's, great. It's very much, but, hey, hey, remember these guys? And, yeah, that, and that's about it. And that's it. Like, they're not giving... Anything to do, and I love Clark. Gregg. I love Clark. Good. I like Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that. It's really got good in the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. I love what he does with that character. So you spent all this great ass de aging CGI, yeah. which do- his was a little waxy. But, but even then, why would you waste that much money on a, on de aging a character you're barely going to use? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like the one thing he did do, they like. They hung a lampshade on it, yeah, and that was one of the times where I'm like, "Ooh, this writing's real bad. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't have to say that." Yeah, shouldn't have to. <laughs> it's like, oh, I understand what you were going for there. I got it. Yeah. You didn't need to say, say anything. Thanks, though. <laughs> you know, it, it was one of those where, like, that that was one of the things that really bothered me with the writing. But yeah, unfortunately, none of those guys were given anything to do and really were just there because they had been in a marvel movie before yeah i want to mention one more character yeah. i guess again also jude law wasted because yeah. jude law is an incredible actor and, uh, they, and they don't really do much with him he's there but yeah. but what they do with him yeah he's just another throwaway <laughs> again, I'm, I'm not even mad i'm just like meh you know what really? i mean yeah it's, like jude law is done in the marvel universe and oh, I'm, I'm that's like, what yeah I mean, here's and here's the thing. Like, I don't like Thor Ragnarok, but they gave Kate Blanchett stuff oh, yeah. to do. Marvel's getting all these top-notch actors to you know, you know to play these iconic characters, and I don't know, I don't know what happened here. I mean, on top of that, I heard this movie had a bunch of writers on the story. It did I want to say it had like five story by credits? Five, I saw that in the credits, and I was, and, and they were all female, but I, yeah. I believe too, which is a good thing. The only problem is, is that. No matter what gender yeah. the writer is, when you have too many people trying to... The more ra- you have, the worse <laughs> it is. Uh, too many uh, cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, for the most part. When you have, like, anything over the, like, two, yeah. maybe, maybe three, three, you're getting different pieces of of the puzzle. And it shows in the movie, too, because there are a bunch of things they're going for that feel like a bunch of ideas that didn't... Qu- quite get fleshed out yeah. because everyone was kind of throwing their own ideas in there and those ideas got touched on but that was about it yeah okay okay so uh oh and what's his name that cat <laughs> goose. goose which in the comics that cat was actually named chewy, chewy. yeah but because star wars is hot again and 
Disney already owns Star Wars. They're like, we got to change it to something else. And, and the like, whole Top Gun it's Top vibe. Gun. I mean, goof. Take him or leave him for me. I mean, I like cats. But I feel like the fact that it's a cat is the only thing that is. Yeah, it was fine. There's one part in the spoilers which yeah. really pissed me off. Because you thought about something else, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. All right. So you know, what? let's talk. Uh, let's talk plot now. Okay. So, how did you feel about the pacing of this? Well, I feel like the first act of the movie could have been cut away. <laughs> and oh, oh, the whole like go find the person with the information. Yeah. Plot. Yeah. All of that. Like, cut that away. Give me more story and character development um because like the first 20 minutes doesn't develop her character at all at all and then that re- you really see the results of that or the consequences of that when you get to some of the big emotional moments and those just fell flat for me yeah like completely like i don't care because yeah. I don't know anything. Well, I've seen flashes well, also, of, well, also, of things. She doesn't really care. And if she doesn't care, then why should I care? Right? Sure. We can at least kind of feel something if she reacts to it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's going to sound a bit misogynist, but she has a resting bitch face for like a lot of this movie where either she has that or she's being snarky. But it's just one of those two. Okay. And like, you know, I don't like, know if I agree with that, but. And I mean that only in terms of she generally only has one facial expression where she doesn't, okay. she doesn't really seem curious at all. Like nothing like, you know, she's on a planet she's ever been on before. And, Things that, she, you know, should bring back memories and her reaction isn't, what is all this? She just lands and then I'm just handling stuff. She finds find the yeah, you got a point. It's supposed to be a fish out of water type thing because she's on Earth and she doesn't remember being there. Hmm. But she doesn't seem a wee bit lost at all. True. <laughs> Which, the whole thing, there's a six-year time gap, right? Yeah. Between her coming back. It happened in 89, right? 89 and then the, the main part of the uh, movie was in 95, yeah. Now, let me pose this question to you. Maybe okay. Maybe you have an answer for me. Was there any reason this movie had to take place in the 90s? Uh, other than 90s nostalgia? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I kept thinking, because I was like, it's 90s, so I hope they're going to use that. Like, she grew up in the 80s. Yeah. So, like, the 90s mean nothing to her, because she wasn't even, she was, around, she wasn't even yeah. around for, like, the first half of the 90s until she came back. So I'm like, none of, you know, like, none of this 90s music means nothing to her. Like, it didn't yeah. bring back any memories. I'm like, you know. Which I did love the music. Oh, again. You know, I love TLC's yeah. music waterfalls and stuff. Yeah, salt, salt and pepper. Salt, you know, salt, salt and pepper, uh, no doubt. Yeah. Although no, no. I will say that song was not used well. So, <laughs> I I noticed it and mm. I was like, okay, some people aren't gonna like it. Didn't bother me, but I definitely see where like some people think it's like too on the nose. Well, it's it's not even just that it's on the nose, but it's very much. It feels almost more like a Jessica Jones song the song is mm. like the song, is, the song is very much like a kind of playful punk rock yeah, like yeah. type thing mm-hmm. and being that captain america or captain marvel doesn't really have much of a personality i don't connect the energy of that music to her because i don't really connect much to her right now mm-hmm. but if, it felt out of place it, yeah i totally uh, get where you're coming from on that like i said didn't really bother me yeah. but I, I understand where you're coming from for sure all right what else you got for me well, one of the, I guess one part of the plot that I did like is uh, there's no romantic relationship yeah, in this nice. movie, that was which nice. I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Because you don't always have to have a romantic relationship. And I think there was more of a friend relationship there between Maria Rambo and, and her, which, like I said, I don't think I 
I would have liked a whole lot more of that. Yeah. And um, I don't know if that was well executed, but at least uh, I, I thought it was, I didn't miss anything from there not being a romantic relationship or romantic lead in this movie. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it definitely dodges the cliche. Mm-hmm. I give something points for, I guess, dodging the cliche, but it also doesn't really do anything new either. Yeah. It just kind of sidesteps them. Those cliches are there because they kind of at least invoke some kind of feeling of, so, of, of some kind. True. And whether they're right or wrong, they're there. To, it's like, oh, well, they're going to fall in love until we got some kind of love plot going on. They should have had an Obi Wan Luke Skywalker thing with her and Jude Law that ended up turning it like turning on itself, which would have been great. The only problem is we don't feel like like she should feel dependent kind of on him because she's because he's basically raised her and trained yeah. her and all that stuff. And yet, yet I don't feel like they have that kind of relationship where she feels a little bit dependent on him still. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. she, like the whole opening plot that you said, you know, scene that should have been cut out. Yeah, that was like her graduation, right? Yeah, I would say so. That was like like that was like her first mission, I believe, right? I don't. Yeah, it might have been. I know she went and saw like the whatever they call the supreme intelligence or whatever. So yeah, and yeah, they did say that she. Are you ready? Are you for ready? This? So yeah, it, so that was it. You can assume that yeah. this is probably her first mission, and yet it feels like it was just another mission of the day. Like yeah. she, like it, like she feels in no way new to the team. Everyone's doing their team banter and whatnot. Like oh, yeah. I think you look handsome and stuff. And so I'm like, yeah. What'd you think this- about that banter? <laughs> It was there. <laughs> again, it was like, in I, the I, movie. Again, it didn't make me mad as much as just that I don't know these characters. Yeah. Um, can you name any of those characters? Besides the ones I already knew? Um, I, I could tell you the, the blue chick, uh, Minerva. Uh, the sniper chick? Yeah. Okay, like, I, I mean, I know that she's a sniper chick, because I know that I saw her doing sniper stuff, but other than that... That's all I... The, oh, and that she says that Earth is a shithole, but that's about she it. She says Earth is a shithole, and then that uh, she never liked... Captain but never liked her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because women can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least not Cree women. <laughs> this is why men still run everything. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> y'all can't get your shit together. <laughs> oh boy, y'all are members, by the way. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, so, what else you got for uh, plot? For Do you plot. got anything? I this mean, do you want to talk about the story structure at all? Uh, well, the story structure is fine. It's script streamlined. She, she's going on a mission to get something. The problem is everything feels like, every plot point feels like matter of fact, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a through line or a theme of any kind. The theme of something should kind of tie back from beginning to end, right? Well, I mean, I think there's a little bit of a theme, but I feel like they should have went into it more, and it goes back to the, the having five story by credits. Mm-hmm. You know, I did like the theme of her embracing, like, her emotions, because that's, like, a big thing in this mm-hmm. movie. They kept saying, yeah. Um, her humanity and making, and once she does that, she unleashes her powers and stuff. So I really like that. I like the idea. I like the idea. Once again, we go back to execution yeah. and all that. And all, and, and if also they would you... have like made that the overarching theme mm-hmm. throughout the movie, rather than just saying it in a couple of spots, mm-hmm. it, it, I think it would have worked for me a lot better. But I did like that idea. The problem with her unlo- uh, no, unlocking her powers, and if you've seen the trailer, so there, you definitely see her go. She goes full Super Saiyan. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> Eyes glowing, hair already blonde. She's already good to go. But... The problem is, is that what holds her back isn't 
herself in terms of her emotions yeah. and stuff. It's just a device in the back of her head. Yeah. And the fact that it's just that, I'm like, well, then take that off and... It, right? Like, like, like why I, didn't she take this off before? And, like, the moment that she, you know, went all Super Saiyan and stuff, for me, should have been as magical as the Leap of Faith scene in Into the Spider-Verse, where he has to learn how to be Spider-Man, yeah. right? But but again, like, those are, like, similar moments, right? Where the yeah. character, like, has to embrace their powers. But, again, like you said, execution. Yeah. And also, the, the fact that, you know, Miles' thing in Spider-Man wasn't, you know, some of the fights, it was himself. It was, it was his own fears and stuff that was holding him back, which is how you build character. And yeah. like, have a character act with her. Yeah, her which, like... At least, like, make it, like, difficult to take out. Or, like, ow, that hurts or something. But she's like, oh, take this off. All right, cool. Now I can do all kinds of shit. And let me me quote Sam Jackson when she blows a hole in that door. Well, you could have did that the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. But I like where they were going with that. I just wanted more. And I said that a lot in this movie. You just wanted more. I just wanted more. I feel like scenes needed to rest more, you think? Yeah. It was just boom, boom, boom. I feel like this movie was edited within an inch of its life in terms of what was shot and what we saw yes it was like they crammed like two and a half hours worth of movie into i think this was about two hours about two hours yeah you know it's like oh we want to do this and that and this i'm like hey make it longer if you're gonna go into these characters more and do more with the theme and all this if you're gonna give us more do it you know, don't just, like, cram it all together and hope it sticks. And this movie also needed focus. Yes. Because it's it, all over the place. It's all over the place. And, yeah. and and that's the problem. When, you know, everything is pulling you, every idea is pulling you every which way. You don't, like, you're just grasping at straws of, like, well, I guess it's about this now. I don't know, I guess it's about this now. Oh, no, I guess it's kind of about this now. And Because it jumps from thing to thing. I'm, I'm not quite sure what's going on. There's a moment where she's uh, looking at a map to figure out where to go. And that just guy pulls up on a bike and tells her to smile. And I was like, I guess this is a feminist thing now. Well, that, but, but, but again, only for that moment. And it was yeah. just, and it was just so random. And yeah. Like, and in her specifically, Brie Larson was told that in like when the first trailer was in there, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people said, Oh, well she didn't smile enough. Oh, and so it became this whole big thing. So was that was that an added scene? Uh, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, that was a reshoot. Yeah, so that was kind it, of a meta kind of I like joke. I, I mean, or I mean, I mean, I get that, but it just felt so like it didn't it didn't add anything. Well, what I would have liked yeah. with it is because they had the uh, and I looked for this the second time. They had the map covering her face. Yeah, and. What have been funny yeah. is like him walking away, her seeing the bike, yeah. and then she smiles. Yeah. Like, yeah. be like, ha, huh, I'm yeah. gonna screw this guy. Yeah. Now I'm smiling. Yeah. But they didn't do that. Yeah. They just, she hops on the bike and. and yeah, like and, the guy's comment meant nothing to her. Yeah. As far as she knows, she's from another planet. So that kind of, you know, like, you know, quote unquote misogynistic line, it'd be, it's just like, okay. I, yeah. He said but smile. it would have been great if they just did yeah. that. Like, her pull down the map, bring also, out a smile, also, and then takes the, the also, thing. Since you mentioned it, she can ride motorcyces, I guess. Yeah. And just, <laughs> Although they just throw in the little thing, like, when she went in the opposite lane and almost gets in an accident there okay. for a second. But even then, like, she has no trouble riding. Well, other than that, yeah, it's I'm fine. like, wait, you know what this is and how to ride it immediately? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, I guess. I mean... Muscle memory, I guess. But the fact that she like the fact that she's not the fact that she just sees it and immediately knows how to work it. Yeah, you know I mean, and you know, with Jason Bourne, where like the guy starts hitting him, and he just 
body reacts to self-defense, but just seeing something you don't recognize, but just getting on it and being like, oh, I guess I know how to ride this. I'm like, yeah. you know, again, just other things that I feel like may have been left in the cutting room floor. Like, I feel like there may have been like a Top Gun type scene with her in a motion, like, like Tom Cruise, where, you know, she's on the airstrip or something so that we had a flashback of her going, oh, she can ride bikes. So, yeah. you know, we can kind of connect the two. This movie is an interesting beast. It is. <laughs> One thing I, I, I want to just briefly talk about it. And okay. I, I, literally, I will literally, we'll talk about it for literally probably less than 30 seconds. All right. The fight scenes, man. Oh, they're <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> so- I, I will give the fight scenes about as much attention as the directors <laughs> did. Uh, yeah. And the editors, man, they just... Well, they did... There was a question when these directors, uh, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck... Yeah, I think, they're, uh, I think they're a married couple, right? I think so. I think they're, yeah. I think they're a married duo. And, yeah. um, and they did a movie called Full Nelson. Full believe, Nelson, which, which Mississippi Grind or Mississippi Burning or something like that. Yeah. Um, they've done a lot of indie yeah. affairs. And one of the things that they were asked when they first... Uh, got this was well how do you feel about doing the action scenes because you guys haven't really done that because you've done indie movies right they said well kevin feige says that we have people who deal with that the problem with that (laughs) is when you don't have a director that either has any knowledge or any interest in it Mm -hmm. it shows in the movie it doesn't matter how many fight choreographers you have or uh second unit directors that are good with action you have it's going to show. Well, also, I feel like it's cut in the editing too, because like the shots they they choose, like there are certain shots where she's doing, where she's training with Jude Law, and like you know how they do those those featurettes on on YouTube where they'll like show the actors like mm. training for the movie, like yeah. in John Wick, where you see like doing the, like doing the three gun thing where he's just going yeah. through all the obstacles. You're like, wow, this movie's gonna be awesome because he's training so hard for it. And they did it for Brie Larson, where you see her like doing incredible feats of strength and stuff, getting her ready to be Captain Marvel. And I'm like, you did all this training, and then you cut it out you know what i mean like i mean because yeah. i saw i see the fights and i'm like you know these fight scenes could be decent if you just held a shot for like longer than a, a half a second That's yeah a, like that well that's kind of i've been noticing and i'm sure you've been yeah. saying this for years yeah. that's kind of marvel's thing is to do the quick cuts and yeah it doesn't let it, the it, action breathe yeah. it, it, it only uh it only really the only people that know how to do the quick cuts well are the russos True. Yeah. The Winter Soldier, Cat America first fight scene is incredible. It's quick cut, but you can tell what's happening and it has energy. Yeah. And I feel like that's the only time that they were able to do that right. Yeah. Outside of that, and I will admit uh, that one long take in the casino in Korea and Black Panther where you can actually see people doing mm-hmm. things where you're like, oh, wow, cool martial arts. And I get to see what's happening. But other than that, I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously not money. I watch plenty of movies with way less budgets that have clear, gorgeous fight scenes. So it isn't necessarily a matter of money. I just... Well, yeah. Um, because they'll put the, because they'll put the money into like making people look young. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just weird where their priorities. Well, are. you know what had a great, uh, great fight scenes last year that we talked about on our uh, list, top ten list was Upgrade. Upgrade, yeah. <laughs> Which was made for like, next like, to nothing, like, like two million dollars, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And those were pretty good damn action that scenes amazing, in that movie. It's weird. I just don't think that marvel cares because again in black panther ryan coogler can shoot a fight scene we've seen it we've seen it in yeah. creed we know he knows how to shoot yeah. fight scenes so it's not a matter so at that point i'm not even thinking it's the director anymore yeah. and, and what did you say about marvel and you get him cheap so <laughs> Cause, cause you're just like you got the guys who did full nelson like 15 years ago yeah <laughs> i'm like 
Uh, okay, I, I guess. Yeah, and uh, I was never excited about them. I, I'm sure they're great people. <laughs> I, I'm sure they're nice. I, I don't think I've seen any of their movies. Yeah, I'm sure they do really good indie movies, but sometimes... It's not a good fit. It's not a good fit, and well, it I, wasn't here. Above the line, I had a lot of issues with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of my issues with this movie are... Mm-hmm. Either writing or directing. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I kind of have this little like soliloquy that I want to go on about this writing. You have the stage, sir. I've been watching a lot of movies recently. Oh, I've been, I've been seeing you. I, I've gone through the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s now. And uh, your taste is getting more refined. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, when you see all these movies, you really start to realize what your type of movie is mm-hmm. and what you love about those movies because all your favorite movies have kind of a overarching yeah. commonality. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it's character work. Mm-hmm. The some of my favorite movies, whether it's Shawshank Redemption oh, so or Godfather, mm-hmm. Patton, uh, all the President's Men, all these movies have really defined characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know their strengths, you know their weaknesses, you know what uh, they want, what they want, you know uh, how they deal with adversity. Mm-hmm. You get to live with them and 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 kind of live in their world, and then when Either they succeed or they fail. Mm-hmm. You feel it. Mm-hmm. You you have a connection there, mm-hmm. and you give a shit. Yeah, hopefully. There's none of that in this movie. Well, also, um, well, also again, this you know, I think we have another Ray here where she doesn't really fail. I mean, in terms of true. Well, and her arc in the movie is. In the beginning of the movie, she's a badass. Yeah. At the end of the movie, <laughs> she's a badass. She's a fucking badass. <laughs> she's, an ultra, she's an ultra badass. Yeah, she's an ultra badass. Well, that's not really an arc. <laughs> I don't even know if and anyone has an arc in this movie. Maybe Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, this this movie wasn't interested in telling story arcs of, of any kind. It was, yeah. inter- it was interested in showing a powerful a powerful woman on paper in terms of you know she can have godlike powers and stuff. And, sure. But outside of that, it's yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to say this earlier in the review, but I just I just remembered it now. So you think Scarlett Johansson's a little pissed off? <laughs> <laughs> I put in nine years in this universe, and this bitch just comes in, well, and gets her own movie. <laughs> first of all, I think she's been well compensated, but no, but I mean in terms of like putting in work, yeah, to, to no, get her own movie, absolutely. Also, yeah, uh, and, just, and I think it's happening. There's word on the street. Um, <laughs> We'll see. We will see. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did, they did hire a director and a writing staff. I feel like I just want to play that One Republic song, It's Too Late to Apologize. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, yeah. It's like, you know, I think it's because she's a redhead. Maybe. I mean, how, how many redhead like females do you see like as the star of anything? That's a good point. I mean, but now she's blonde, so maybe, she's, yeah. maybe they'll give it to her now. Yeah. Comparing her to other MCU girls, you know, whether it's Black Widow, who's a fun, great character, any of the girls in Black Panther yeah. are, are, you know, are... Man, they did are, it right. Are, did them right. Agent 13. Yeah. Good character. So, you know, Pepper Potts. Again, the female characters, Marvel isn't, lack, Marvel isn't lacking in females with personality and character Peggy and stuff. Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter, again. Ah, she's great. So, again, Marvel, where are you... <laughs> Marvel, you had 21 movies, and you finally put a female on the screen, and you blew it! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. 
I do think that there's promise here. See, I felt I felt really weird coming out of this movie. I felt very disappointed in the movie itself. Mm-hmm. But I also felt oddly hopeful. I did too, actually. Um, and I think with the right director, if you can give this movie to a heavy hitter, you know, like we've had with the Russos, uh, James Gunn, you know, you know, kind of an auteur person who, who knows where this movie's going and where this character's going and how to deal with them, bring in a big bad like galactus or, or something like, like that kevin Feige to shut the fuck up and let me work <laughs> yeah exactly and just let them do their own thing i think this could make a jump from like let's say first avenger to winter soldier i'm not comparing either of those mm-hmm. i think first avenger is a better movie than captain marvel well, yeah. but i think there's potential there for that jump in the movies i actually agree with you and i'll tell you why i didn't like the black panther character in his own movie I liked when he was done when the Russos were doing him mm-hmm. in Civil War. Well, same thing with Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange again. I liked so, Doctor Strange's movie. So when I was like, oh yeah, they're going to do this character. And then I was like, wait a second. Now she's in the hands of the Russos. She might be okay. Like they may be able to salvage a character out of this. Yeah. You know, like, you know, the same way that Joss Whedon had to basically build up the Hulk from scratch again when they lost Ed Norton. True. It's just a matter of whose hands they're in. And so. Yeah. That, that said, yeah. if they say. Captain Marvel 2, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck are coming back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, tap out. Well, to be, fair, to be fair, the movie made a boatload of money. I know. They're probably coming back. But and, and but here's the thing. I feel like Marvel movies are designed to succeed no matter who's directing True. it now. Because I mean, and, I'm, and I'm happy it succeeded. Like I said, I really I'm, am. I'm, here's the thing. I I would say I'm happy it did. But And, and you know what? I'm going to break my rule only for this one time. Wonder Woman already succeeded, and it showed that it can be, it can be successful and be a good movie. True. So I don't. It's very much the y- y'all can do better than this. Marvel, I know you can do better than this. You, you've already done good females. I, I feel like you guys didn't choose the right people to do this, and I, I, I feel like what they, the choice they made with the directors is the same choice they made with the showrunner for Iron Fist. Where they just chose someone that didn't truly care about the character. Yep. And it shows. Oh yeah. I mean. Thank God I'm not a Captain Marvel fan in the comics because I would be pissed if I was. Because like I'm because like thing her in the comics she's one of the characters I I just don't follow. And not mm-hmm. because I don't like her. I just so many characters that I follow I see her like you know you know in Avengers comics and stuff. There's a lot of comic character. characters. That, yeah, there's a lot of characters to follow. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're a fan of her, I I don't think you're gonna get what you want out of this movie, which is which is sad because you, you know. You finally, you know, I know a lot of Carol Danver fans. Let's do uh, our ratings, and then we can just go into the, you know, the, spoilers. the Easter eggs and all the other okay. stuff. So, uh, Brian, please, yeah, your ratings. Sir. Um, as we've been talking for the last about forty-seven minutes. About forty-seven minutes. <laughs> this is a flawed movie. It is. Um, I think there's some there's good in this movie. There's promise in this movie. Ultimately, I think the story structure in my opinion, didn't allow us to, to spend any time with the characters, especially Brie Larson and Lashana Lynch, who played Maria Rambo. And with that being the number one 
relationship in the movie, uh, along with Sam Jackson and Brie Larson, it just undercut all the emotion in this movie. And, you know, a 90s action flick, well, the action's not that great either. So, really, in this movie, it's the buddy cop with Sam Jackson, which is good, but there's not a lot of it. I wish this movie was better. I hope for the future mm-hmm. that... Uh, Captain Marvel 2 is, makes that jump, like First Avenger to Winter Soldier. I mean, it is even a little bit talked about like Winter Soldier, then we'll be okay. But ultimately, this movie just left a lot to be desired, and that's why I'm giving it a 6.5. And Ooh. honestly, I think I'm a bit generous <laughs> with that. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I may have ever heard that score for the Marvel film for you, man. Yeah, it, it's new. Marvel was like, how far can we go before Brian <laughs> I am, I am the resident Marvel <laughs> apologist here. <laughs> but I just had to be honest with this movie. And I think it also coincides with the fact that I've been watching a lot of movies. And you go through a lot of crap movies. You go, you go through a lot of crap movies, but also you find out what the gold is in and, and the more gold you see, the more your standard rises. Exactly. Exactly. So. And the best movies I've found, you know, the way to get in my top five for a decade Character. is like, I just watched that movie. I really want to watch that movie again. Yeah. I've seen this movie twice. Yeah. I'm good. You're yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fine. I'm, and really, I was good after the first one, right? but my dad wanted me yeah. to see it. So You'd be the like, trooper there. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go. But, uh, and he liked it. I like going to see movies with my dad because he's like the. He's a general audience, right? General audience. And he said, I see where he understood where I was coming from, yeah. it, but he liked it. Yeah. But also it had some of the Air Force stuff in there yeah. that he was like pointing yeah, out planes and stuff. Planes. So, so he was like, he's having fun. Oh, yeah. He was having fun with it. Oh, yeah. I forgot he's a war guy. He like, he yeah. Like, he, well, he was a jet mechanic. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Not, so, so, so for like a few scenes, he was like, oh. Ooh. He was like, hey, it's this plane and that plane. And look at those engines. And okay. I'm like, hey, so he was, shut that so he was in a slight. <laughs> little fanboy for a second. Yeah, he was fanboying out. So he, he liked it, but for me, it, it like, I, I don't know if I'm going to see this movie again. Okay. Well, uh, I think the key word here in for this movie is potential. It has potential. The problem Tons. is potential energy isn't nothing if it's not released and becomes kinetic energy. Mm-hmm. And so when I watch this movie, I'm, I'm just like, Marvel, you're so used to succeeding. And you succeeded here financially, but y'all got to stop going down easy street. You know what I mean? Cause you know, like, because when you're on top of the mountain, there's nowhere else to go, but down. And so, you know, watching this, you know, like flopping the characters, the action, you know, the action wasn't really a highlight. Uh, the only thing that I would really say that kind of, you know, touched me was the, you know, was the great Stan Lee uh, opening with the Marvel crawl, which I thought was, yeah. I thought was very touching. But, but other than that, man, I, I just didn't, I didn't like this movie. And I, again, I go in giving it a chance. I don't want to spend 15 bucks just to go in and, and, and I want to be proven wrong. I love these characters. I, I want to like them. The only problem is they don't want me to like them sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, um, at this point, I'm probably going to give this movie, uh, I'm giving it a two. Damn. <laughs> Ooh, that's some yeah. fire. <laughs> and, and this thing is, you know, I was, I started off being angry. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the same way I was angry about Black Panther, but then I, uh, I you know, I heard about, I heard about the multiple writers and I was like, oh, that's where the disjointedness comes from because at first I thought there was an agenda. And now that we're kind of, you know, out of the way, we can talk about spoilers and stuff. When I first walked out, I was was a bit angry at it because it came across a lot like propaganda to me sometimes. 
like for example, the flashback, it was just nothing but guys being stereotypically like, oh, you could, you're a girl, you can't do that. Or, you know, there's a reason why they call it a cockpit. cockpit. And I'm, <laughs> Which and I'm, is funny, but... But, but the, the problem is, like, almost all the men in this movie are either bad guys or incompetent or just not help at all to the main character. Mm-hmm. Only the women are allowed to really do anything at the end. Nick Fury, who should be a badass, is just walking around carrying a cat the whole time. <laughs> True. <laughs> and also... That cat. You want to just point out what they stole? Oh, and the cat finally reveals what he can actually do. Oh, see, that's not what I was talking about. Okay. I was talking about Nick Fury's eye. Oh, that was some bullshit. Oh, my God. All right. This pissed me off because Winter Soldier is my mm-hmm. favorite Marvel movie. I've probably seen it at least 20, 25 times. I've only seen it like five, but it's still it's like, fantastic. There, there was a point where, like... If there was a night where I had two hours before I went to bed, I just put on Winter, <laughs> Winter Soldier, and I just have fun with it, it's and good. I love that movie. So that's why I've seen it so much. But in that movie, he says, the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. Hmm. And Marvel turned it into a joke? And they turned it into a joke, like, at first, and then you don't really actually know that he lost his eye until the end when Coulson comes in with the different like different fake eyes. eyes yeah and i'm like oh i guess he did lose his eye because they didn't make a big deal out of it yeah. because it was a stupid joke and also he wasn't bleeding profusely or anything yeah like that. i was like oh i think he just scratched but it was like oh that's how he lost it i was like out of all the ways that he could have lost his eye the cat scratches him. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I was mad. That this movie, in this movie, I liked it more than you did. Yeah. I thought it was low to middle of the road, probably low in, in the Marvel universe. But like that part, I was visibly angry. <laughs> mm. I was pissed off mm. because... You know, they built it up to, mm-hmm. oh, all right, he, he's this badass guy. Mm-hmm. He's been through some shit. He's mm-hmm. seen a bunch of shit. He lost his eye. And here's the thing, man. I would be as mad as you, but I expected it. For me, every time Marvel does something serious, they'll, they undercut it with a joke. Every time. Every moment that I loved in Thor Ragnarok was undercut with a joke. Sure. So after a while, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll stop getting invested in these scenes because they're just, you know, undercut it with, like, like the whole scene... Where, what's his name, yelling at Captain Marvel, like, come at me, don't use your powers, like, show me how powerful you really are. So yeah, you knew what I'm like, was going to She's going to shoot him. And, and you're like, how did you know? Like, because Marvel's reused that same joke, like, 20 times. Yeah. They used it with the Hulk twice. True. <laughs> with him smashing Loki and him smashing Thor. I was like, oh, man. Oh, like, oh he's going to shoot her? It's like, oh, never seen that before. <laughs> I was so pissed. Uh, and so, but, yeah. What were you talking about? So when the flurkin does his like tentacle thing mm-hmm. and starts bashing in and bashing them all around, I was like, Groot. Yeah, <laughs> true. That is very I was true. Like, Y'all just stole this scene from Guardians. Yeah, when he goes from side to side, side. To side bashing yeah. them with his tentacles, You're like, right. like you know, like Groot smashing those guys. Except Guardians had this thing called heart. Very true. <laughs> well, Guardians had many things the movie didn't have. Yeah, seeing Marvel kind of eat itself now to things they've already done before. It's like, huh, yeah. You guys announced Captain Marvel back in 2016 and you've had so much time to get this movie right and you're just going to take stuff from movies that came out five years ago now? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Lazy, but uh, all right. Yeah, I, I didn't catch that, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, yeah. yeah. 
It's total rip-off. The turn with the scrolls, where turns yes. out... It's weird, that didn't catch me off guard. And I'll tell you why. Because they, we already know from Guardians that the Krees are bad, right? Yeah. So And if so, you so, watch yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I mean, I don't, but I, I know Ronan's a Kree. Mm-hmm. And the Krees are bad. Yeah. So when it's like, oh, the Krees are bad and the scrolls are actually good, I'm like, duh. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, you told me that they were bad seven movies ago. I don't know why this is considered to be some kind of yeah. twist. I mean, the only twist is that the scrolls are good, I guess. Which is well, these scrolls. Well, are. these scrolls, they still left themselves some room. I, I mean, for the most part, the scrolls don't ever really hurt or really actually kill anybody in this movie. It's like True. every time you see, every time they're fighting, they're it's generally self defense yeah. or something like that. And one thing that Talos said, and once again, I wish they went more into, uh, was you know he said that my hands aren't clean. My hands aren't in this clean either, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. The trials and tribulations of war and, and how terrible it is and how everyone does things they're not proud of. Give me more. <laughs> I want more. I want to see that movie. Like, so that, then it so, just turns out to be a throwaway line. And it's like, that, fuck. That line that, you know, they it's a terrible line, but it's the Captain Marvel line where she says, I'm not going to fight your war. I'm going to end it, right? Which is, yeah. I think it's a bad That wasn't in the movie, though, right? I think it is. I didn't think it I was. Think I, I think, think it, I mean, I remember it from the trailer. Definitely, I think I heard it in the movie, too. Okay, but, maybe. But anyway, it's about a war, right? There's there's apparently, it's an apparent war that I, we never get to see. Like, sure. I, this feels very much like Star Wars, where all the cool shit happens in between the movies, right? <laughs> <laughs> where you're like, oh, yeah, it's like uh, Luke Skywalker went out and trained some new Jedi, and then one of them went crazy, and... And did this, and then we're just like, I want to see that shit. Why, 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 sh- show me that. Like, why have we seen everybody back to where they normally were? Why are we like, doing a low-speed chase through <laughs> space? Mad Max in slow motion. Just, just wait till they run out of gas. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's what we're fucking going with? Oh, boy. But yeah, so that, the whole immigration thing was just like, ah, oh, I really? All right, guys. And, and it felt, again, it felt like the whole guy making her smile. It just felt like... Here. It becomes a throwaway. It becomes a throwaway. And then, like, why did we even put it in Everything there? just becomes throwaway, which is when something lacks focus. Another spoiler is what they did with Annette Benning. Oh. Uh, she was... She essentially played three characters. Um, she, was, yeah. she was what Carol saw as the supreme intelligence. The supreme intelligence, yeah. uh, For the Kree. Yeah. Or as I like to say, the architect from the Matrix. And then uh, Dr. Lawson. Dr. Lawson, yeah. And... Ultimately, Marvel, which I like that. That I did. I just wish that she would have been badass. More well, badass. yeah, yeah. Once again, no character. Every every character in this movie was underwritten. Mm-hmm. This one especially. Because what's, um, what's interesting is uh, in the comics, because Captain Marvel has a very convoluted story. Yes. Like they keep, they changed her backstory. I don't know how many times, but there's a version of it where. Uh, when the explosion happens, that when the explosion happens, Marvel shields Dick Carroll from it. Some of his energy ends up, or some of the energy from that explosion, including Marvel's energy, kind of gets filtered through him when he's blocking it to get to her. So that's how she kind of gets his powers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if she had had if she had had just cool powers, and because there is an explosion, but it just gives her powers. And I'm like, yeah. why didn't it just give Jude Law powers? He got caught in the explosion too. But everything is underexplained. And the my thing is, if you don't want to explain it. Don't put it in the movie. True. 
Uh, what else you got? But uh, no, I mean, I, I thought that was good. But once once again, they didn't. They just did not go anywhere with it. But I I did like that they switched up her. Um, or the fact that Marvel was a woman in this rather than a man. That's fine. Yeah, that was cool. That's fine. I, I just I just wanted her to be badass. Yeah, I but definitely wanted. Again, I don't care about the gender. Just make them badass. That's that's all I ask in life. <laughs> it's just be badass. True. Uh, one thing I, I another thing I want to point out. There's one thing that I will always give Marvel credit for for being pretty awesome at is the continuity. Right, mm-hmm. they're good at keeping everything in order. Everything, yeah. everything makes sense. This happens at that time. That connects to here. That connects to here. And we're like, it all fits. Good job, Kevin Feige, for keeping all of this in order. Right? There's keeping... a butt coming. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, yeah, <laughs> uh, seems seem to say fuck continuity. Because in Iron Man, yeah. they hadn't had a fucking uh, uh, acronym for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. But, because at the end of that movie, they're yeah. like, here, just, S.H.I.E.L.D. Just, yeah. Because he was just saying follows, the, yeah, whole the whole thing. thing. But in this movie, 1995, S.H.I.E.L.D. He's like, hey, I'm Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, mine is also this. So, Nick Fury's had that pager for how long? Yeah. <laughs> And the world has come to almost yeah. come to an end. How many times? Yeah, he I've, was heard, like, I've and, heard this. And, and he was like, "Not yet." And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. So if we don't close the wormhole in New York, well, also it's like, then... well, also it's like they were going to nuke New York. They yeah. got Iron got it out, but like they were going to go. That was their last resort. So, so he would have called her if the nuke actually exploded. <laughs> so after everyone's already dead. <laughs> So it was a good day. Don't call him for Ultron. <laughs> don't just like world's gonna come to an end and it's just like I guess I call her now also my big thing. And this is a, not even a continuity, this is just like what, what I thought was gonna be a cool idea. So, you know, at the end of um at the end of uh, Infinity War, you know, the little uh stinger where he presses the button on the yeah. pager and then he vanishes, right? So I was thinking how does he know she's not going to be gone in the snap, right? Even if he pages her, if he's 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 wiping out half a reality, and she's in reality, so she'd be gone too. And then I heard the movie's going to take place in the nineties. Like, oh, maybe there's some kind of time travel thing with this pager where he can call her back at a different time and then have her time travel to the f- future somehow and get around it, right? And I was like, oh, that's brilliant because it's in the nineties. Yeah, no, and, it, and I was like, I was like, they thought about this. And then I realized they didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> and so they were just lucky that she just didn't get evaporated. Yeah. And all I thought Although was... Although some people... I've heard some theories. They said that she looks... Uh, especially the new uh, Avengers trailer came out today. Oh, yeah, I dropped it. And they yeah. said that she looks a little worse for wear uh, well, in that. It's, it's she doesn't well, look as... Well, it's 20 years later. True, true. Um, but... The theory is that she Actually, was no. one of the ones. It's, been, it's almost, yeah, it's almost, wow. Oh, it's like, like 20, 25 or like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like 95, 96, yeah. 95. And it's like, we're in 2019 now. So. Yeah. And so the theory is that she was one of the ones that was supposed to be taken out mm-hmm. because of the snap. But because she's so powerful, she's not. But hold on. But that's a way they dampen her powers. In Infinity War, that's just that's just something I heard. So, Whether that's so, a thing that happens. So if they dampen her powers, it'll make space for personality. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good theory. I'm just saying it's what I heard. <laughs> so, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Where I'm just like, 
So what if she was evaporated? Then what does that pager even mean? You know what I mean? I'm like, guys, I, you, you, have you watched John Mulaney? Yeah. Where he has that joke about Back to the Future. But then, oh, no, no, no. no. But basically he talks about the pitch meeting where he's just like, so I have this idea about Back to the Future where this guy goes or this guy goes back in time. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So does he like go back in time to like stop the Kennedy assassination? And they're like, damn, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, what's your idea? And they're just like, so he goes back and tries to fuck his mom. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> like, when somebody like, pitches a better idea than the movie you're pitching, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, oh, so what was your idea? And don't worry about it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just run with this for a little bit. So I was like, oh, 90s, they're going to time travel and time pager and stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, they just yeah. a little Avengers Endgame talk, talk here since we're just lollygagging. Yeah. That snap somehow left Marvel or left the Avengers with pretty much every one of their powerhouses minus Doctor Strange. True. And so I'm like, so this isn't going to be that hard, is it? Because like, the whole point, of, like, I'm thinking it, it's supposed to be at least like half the universe is gone, but you only took away people that really wouldn't affect the fight anyway. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, you still got Tony and his amazing brain, which literally solves almost every problem. True. Uh, you got Thor. You got Captain Marvel. And you, I mean, you basically have two Super Saiyans that, on your team that can pretty much fight in the battle right there. Sure. It's like, you lost Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ah, uh, you can't fly. Well, Captain Marvel does. <laughs> Not Falcon. <laughs> Not Falcon. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet well, Witch. <laughs> I mean, Captain Marvel shoots fucking right. photon blast, so we're, we're good there. I mean, he's got money. Uh, Spider-Man's just kind of <laughs> flinging around everywhere. Yeah. Again, everyone, not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they like like they still have. It's like so. I don't know if we're gonna win the championship this year. Who do we still have left on our team? Where you got Kobe Bryant, you got Michael Jordan, you got Larry Bird. Anyway, I, I will be fine. <laughs> right? I think we're we, we still we still have all stars here. I don't know what I don't know what we're worried about. <laughs> You'll probably laugh, but if I think they're gonna do time travel in Endgame, yeah. I even saw some uh, still still footage, or not footage, a still uh, concept art. It was a cool shot of like past Cap and future Cap both fighting Thanos. Damn it, Cap! And it was like them like doing the Bucky him and yeah. and, and, and and Civil War where they're like where they're like ricocheting their shields off off yeah. of uh, Thanos and, and they're catching each other's shields and throwing it back at him and stuff. Damn it, cool. Hey. I, that's pretty much all you can do at this point, right? It's yeah. time travel because I'm like, shit's, shit's already done, man. Everybody's yeah. gone. So I mean, you can go fight now, but he's just like, I'm, what are you gonna fight me for? I've already, I already did it. I can't unsnap that. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I wonder if it, you know, first of all, that trailer looked like dark, which I kind of liked. A little darker. All right, dark for Marvel standards, okay? So, uh, for those of you who can't see, because none of you can see me except Brian, <laughs> I am beaming with joy because uh, I, 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 like some, I like some pepper on my soul. I like a little dark, you know? Yeah, I, I, I like sure. some seriousness. And uh, I saw uh, the trailer they dropped today uh, had a heavy blue filter on it. It looks like left behind in terms yeah. of... But like with like actual production value, and also there's not really any action in it. Mm. It's just like straight drama, and I'm I'm happy. Yeah, because a lot of the times they'll they'll ruin the acting. You know, they know the big action set pieces in the trailer. Yeah, and then, well, the word on the street is they are only showing stuff for the first twenty minutes of this movie, which yeah. excites me because that means some shit goes down well, in this. Well, movie. it also means that there's like you know two hours of stuff that I that I I can hopefully be excited well, for and be surprised probably by. more than that because word on the street this is like a three hour movie. 
right. <laughs> also, oh, I want to make an announcement right now. Endgame will be my last Marvel movie. Really? Yeah. You're not going to watch another Marvel movie after, after Endgame? No. Damn. So here's the thing. I hope it's great because I want them to go out on top for me. Oh, boy. They've been breaking my heart for a while now. True. And, you know, like, if this, if you were me and you're being disappointed over and over and over again, there's only so much your, your heart can take before you're like, I got to stop coming to the ball if, you know, if I don't want to get hit in the face over and over again. True. But because I saw Infinity War and liked it, I, I, I got to see it through. Yeah. If, if Captain Marvel had been good. I would see the next, you know, I would see the next movie. But again, my whole thing has been like, eh, God, I only stuck around because Infinity War was actually good to me, and, my, yeah. and that's I'm, I was hanging, Marvel's hanging on by a thread with me. <laughs> True, but then it's been I, for a while. But then I and I, I didn't even see uh, Ant Man and Wasp because I hated Ant Man. So yeah. I'm just like, nah, I'm good. You didn't miss. Ant's play, Ant's playing the drums. I know. <laughs> uh, one one more thing before we uh, close out. Uh, go close ahead. out here was the Stanley cameo. Yeah, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. Mm -hmm. I'm actually quite obsessive. And so the script mm -hmm. that Stan Lee, who I guess is in the Marvel Universe. He's a watcher, right? Or he's a he's a watcher, right? True, but this was like Stan Lee playing Stan Lee. So yeah. did Stan Lee write these Marvel characters in this universe? or The creator is inside the world he's created? Yeah. Like, what is he reading? Is he reading the script to the movie or something, or what? Yeah, the script to Mallrats. Oh, really? That, yeah, was, that, was he, yeah. that was he's reading the script to? Yeah, the script to Mallrats, and he was saying, listen to me, true believer, which was one yeah. of the Because I, I remember his scene in Mallrats, for sure. Mm -hmm. it's, actually, it's actually a good scene, too. Yeah, and uh, so I was nerding out about this. I had seen Kevin Smith on Facebook, and or, or not Facebook, Twitter, and he just had his his eyes were swollen and and just you could tell he had just been crying, right? Because uh, he was like, I've been referencing movies all my life, and he's my movie in there. Yeah, and Marvel just referenced me. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, and he knew it was coming. Yeah, because when they did it uh, with Stan, it yeah. was in his later days, mm -hmm. and his voice wasn't quite there. Yeah, so Kevin Feige called him to see if he had some of the, some the, the audio audio yeah. outtakes. Yeah, for to give it that Stan voice, mm -hmm. and, and so he knew it was coming and all that, but. Um, that was awesome. Yep. I love that. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I love Mallrats. I love Dogma, Chasing Amy, all that stuff. So, uh, I, I and he's a total nerd. And oh, yeah. you know, uh, you know, he got the Fat Man Beyond now and all that kind of stuff. And you know, he's always blown these movies. <laughs> oh yeah, probably as much as I have. Yeah, <laughs> maybe more. I want a napkin for all that. <laughs> Clean no, yourself man. up. <laughs> hey, it breaks my heart, all right, <laughs> to have to do this podcast here today and agree with you, okay? It, you don't know how oh difficult this was. And I, I knew coming in that this is what was going to happen. I know it's great for you. You know, <laughs> I was going to jerk off now, <laughs> but, but, but I don't need to anymore. <laughs> this is way better. <laughs> I know. I've been waiting so long to like for at least one for at least one review as as be on the same page and me go like, yeah, you see, kind of see what I'm seeing now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and from what I hear from Shazam, mm -hmm. you're gonna have another one that's mm -hmm. coming up here in April. Yeah, which I will be back for. Oh, awesome! Yeah, excellent, cool. We can talk about that one as well. But and Shazam looks good. It I, looks I, good. I feel, I, I'm a huge Zachary Levi fan. I'm, 
I and love him. I, I I'm also direct, I'm a fan of the director of that movie. He did a movie I like called Lights Out. Yeah, which I thought was David F. Sandberg, which, yeah. which is actually a really fun horror film. Mm-hmm. But the movie seems to have like a really fun uh, vibe, and it, it captures what I feel like is the flavor that yeah. that, that the DC's Captain Marvel should have. I think we're going to close out here. All right. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Another Look. You can uh, find us on podbean.com at Another Look. You can find us on Facebook. And you can find us on Twitter. That is Another Look with three O's. I'm Jeremy. I'm Brian. And thank you for joining us.